Welcome to Empower to Grow, the podcast. I am your host, Hanan Elbasha, the business doctor. Following our conversations with empowered women who woke up one day and consciously claimed, I am more than enough, I am worthy, I am empowered to grow. And along their empowering journey towards realizing their own potential and their quest for growth, they became a beacon of hope and guidance for others. May you also find your inner power to grow. Okay. Of course, as always, the conversation continues. <laughs> we can never just say thank you very much and end it there. So we're going to take you on a little bit of an uncharted uh, area here. We were talking about, and how you were saying about the education system and how we get to Yeah. Choose. I mean, uh, we were talking about how we choose our, our careers and we choose them so super young, right? And, yeah. and with also with a very close mindset, because let's face it, we come from a from a traditional school system that is not at all by any stretch of imagination open to change and growth and differences, right? It, yeah. it basically teaches us how to become good employees later on. Yes, There's true. nothing in the education system, in the conventional education system that says, that says you have an idea, wrong with it. Wrong with it until you can take it, you know? Or tell you, nothing stand that, up for yourself in a meeting. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. It's like, it's like There's a hierarchy down. there. <laughs> exactly, right? So, so one thing that I think that we're learning with COVID in general, in the world, is that first of all, our our um, working system sucks ass. It's like the worst. <laughs> they have a, a place where, like, parents have to choose between I'm paying my bills or I'm keeping my child in school is just bananas. One, two. Parents and educators need to start working together, not just because we have a pandemic, but because we have to, because we are having one child that has two big forces. And now, that, like, like when I have to sit with my seven-year-old, well, my, my then six-year-old, and go through things, I was like, this is, this is crap. Like, I don't want you learning this, you know? Yeah. So that's the, and then the other part is that the education system is obsolete. Yeah. What we're teaching kids now will let them nowhere in five years, you know, True. like I was, I was, I was, I was telling you, like my, my baby cousin, she's like my daughter, like I adore her. And at some point she was like, I just want to be a YouTuber. And I laugh. I was like, what the fuck? Like, no, that, that's not something you put in your passport application, <laughs> profession YouTuber. But it is. It is. Who it am is. I? Coaching, like the coaching that I do did not exist 10 years ago. Who am I to say what exists and what doesn't exist? And I feel like the, the, the model of education is so constrictive, right? And it's so strict and it's so creative, creativity killing, you know? One thing I was talking to my friends is that, yes, I don't like having the kids here because I, they interrupt my life, they interrupt like my, my work, my flow. But the fact that they're spending so much more time playing, yeah. engaging with themselves, building things, I find brilliant. Because I much rather have that than them learning about something completely pointless yeah. that will never work in the real world, you know? Yeah. So I feel like if, if there's one thing that COVID has shown us is the areas in our lives that we were uncomfortable with, but not enough, un like not uncomfortable enough to do something. Suddenly we have them here. Yes. And we're like, oh, shoot, this yeah. really sucks, you know? That's true. So I do hope that there are reforms coming from this. I doubt it. Especially in, in public, the, the public system, because it's exactly. really old and, and, you know, government. But for at least for us, like, we have the blessing that our children go to private school. Yes, so I really sure. hope that that's going to change one way. But that's, that's exactly the point. And I was having actually this discussion recently with a couple of people and we're like, you know, COVID-19 and everything has, has given people the chance to get off the hamster wheel. 
But now as soon as things were like, okay, we're open again, everyone's running back onto it. And I'm like, but this is the point where you have to stop and reflect and not reflect as in, I don't want to go back to this life again. You, you can't really escape your life 100%, but at least mm. it is the point of assessing what worked for me, what served me and what didn't. Let yeah. me make the choices. You are not no longer, and I, I keep even telling that to my sisters, I'm not, you're not obliged to show up to every event, to every yes. social gathering, to everything, just because you need to. No, you want, you you have to switch that to, do I want to or mm-hmm. not? Is this yeah. fueling me? Is this nourishing me in any way or not? If I'm going to go to meet up and dress up and go forth traffic and go everywhere and pay money to sit in a place that I'm not really enjoying these people's presence just because they've been friends with me for 30 years, uh, time to change friendships. You know, Completely. Yes. Same with yeah. the job, same with the relationship, same with, with everything, with the commitments that we have put ourselves into like, you know, I started doing that a couple of years ago with our son. Like first, yes, he's younger. Now he's nearly 10, but when he was younger, okay, let's try all the activities. Let's go swimming and basketball and, you know, and all of this and see if he's enjoying. And then there are times that he's like, okay, a couple of years ago, he started really standing up for himself. like, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I had to assess whether he's not liking it because he's not enjoying the activity itself or, you know, the rules of the game. Or because the coach is a bit too tough and he doesn't like anyone telling him what mm-hmm. to do. And, but still, leaving him with enough space. He had this with rugby last year. And I'm like, I don't want anymore. I'm like, okay, it's your decision. He's like, and? I'm like, if you don't want to go, don't go. But, you know, you have a tournament coming up. Do you want to attend and then stop? Yeah, that will be my last. Okay, you go to the tournament. Okay, I had so much fun. I'll attend two more sessions. Okay, fine. You know, and then the next tournament comes up. Now this year's like, yeah, I miss it actually. Because he misses. It's not just about the game. It's about his friends. It's about the yeah, atmosphere. Yeah. It's, about it's the a community. Game. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. Like I see parents pushing their kids through everything. The kids hate it. And they're not going to be stars or, you know, they're not going to be the next Nadal or Federer or, or yeah. Phelps or whatever it is. But they have to commit to three hours every single day before and after school. And then what? What are you Who has time for that? <laughs> exactly. What are you mm. teaching the child? Yeah that you have to endure shit because someone else decided for you? Someone bigger, someone with more power, basically. That's because that's, that's who we are to them. That's um, I also think that it's like the, the whole job thing, you know, like yeah, same. This, this, all, these, all these bullshit rules. You come to the office, you sit on the meeting. You... Suddenly there's a pandemic. Nobody's going to the office. The world continued turning round and round every fucking day. We made it six months in. You're going to really tell me that every single person in that building is needed. No, give flexibility, trust your people. Like I was saying that to, to I'm, 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 I come from a lineage of oil and gas uh, people, right? So oil and gas is one of those obsolete, super stiff, super old school industries, right? But yep. it's based on this trust. It's yep. based on, I'm gonna be looking at you like this because I know you're gonna fail. <laughs> Fuck it. You had people for six months in their house. Did the oil and gas industry collapse? No. It had a dip because nobody's using their cars. Fair enough. However, everything is going. Yep. So I think that it, it is important. And this is where you drop the dogma. I have been doing that a lot with my clients. A lot of my clients that came through COVID, like through this, through this month of COVID, they suddenly one day woke up and they're like, I don't like what I do. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Exactly. And then you're like, okay, first we sit in the discomfort, be uncomfortable, be really uncomfortable for a couple of weeks. 
because that discomfort is going to push you to action. And then have a vision. Like not everybody, not everybody has to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody has to be a a business owner. Not everybody has to be an employee. What do you really want to do? And I'm not saying everyone quit your job and go start a cupcake factory because that would be bogus, but size, side hustles. Yeah. Create a plan. Like a lot of, a lot of my clients, what actually what we have been mapping has been, they realized during COVID that they really love spending time. Some of them, not a lot, some of them, that they love spending time with their family and they love doing stuff with their family. So now they wanted that. So what we are mapping is, okay, so how can we get you into retirement without sacrificing your money? Yeah. So we're creating plans to get them there in 10 years instead of 50 or, you know, so it is about, it's about, it's about bringing this, hmm, isn't this interesting question to everything? Am I enjoying what I'm eating? No, change it. Am I enjoying my workout? No, change it. Am I enjoying my, my, my partnership? My company and my social. Am I enjoying my friends? Am I, am I I enjoying my life? Because it is your life. Yes. At the end of the day, once we cross over, it was ours. And if we spend all this time playing by the rules and being goody goodies, we're going to fucking miss out on a lot. Yeah. And then you wake up 80 and realize, oh my God, that was such a sad life. And we impose the same to our children because we make them our KPI. I'm going to measure my success by how good you do. Mommy, but I really hate this. I don't give a fuck. You're going to tennis and you're going to be perfect. I've been there, done that. Same here. Like one of the things that I had to do at the beginning of, of homeschooling last year was to say, the bar was here. The bar is going to be here. If you guys don't kill each other, you post one thing on the app that, that the school have. Yeah. I'm done at the end of the day. And, and this is what we need to do. And that's the conversation that changed. And I keep saying this actually to, to all my, my clients and my friends who, who are mothers or anything. And I'm like, I, I come from a, you have to be an A student or else you're a failure. And I had that mentality for so long. And then you have to excel at your job and you have, you have to do the best. You have to be the best, not do your best. You have to be the best or else you don't count. And um, yeah, I tried initially to impose that on our son. And my husband is the other side. You know, he's like, you enjoy what you do. You put in the effort that is needed, but I'm not going to like burn myself out to do something that is not needed. And I was like, I couldn't see eye to eye with him in, in this. But then I started realizing this child. Now, what do I want for him? I don't want anything out of him. I'm not expecting something out of him because that validates me. Mm. What do I want for him? I want him to be the best version of himself for himself. And yeah. I started changing my language. So every day going to school, I say, make yourself proud today. Or do this to make yourself, you know, be, become the best version of yourself. So you know, you owe it to yourself that you put in the best effort. When you are proud of you, we are proud of you. Your teachers, your friends, everyone else is proud of you. But don't fail yourself. You're not doing this for us. I keep telling him this and I think he hates me for it. But I'm like, I've been through 30 years of education. I've taken every certificate there is. Daddy has done the same thing. We don't need anything from you. Whatever you're mm. doing, you are doing for you now. Yeah. And um, that is the part that, that still is a conversation that is still not happening. We are still bashing our kids for, you know, for getting less than A or getting 4.0 GPA or whatever it is. And, and that in itself, you know, the kind of traumas and the wounds that yes. they're raised with. And you're like, I'm not worthy. I did not, you know that. Yes. I did not feel worthy 
even after earning my doctorate degree. I was like, okay, so what now? What's next? You know? <laughs> and that's and why I, think- I put up these certificates to remind myself that I am worthy. And it's not because yes. of these, but this is everything I have worked for. And yeah. now it's time to capitalize on it. And, and also to, to bring the concept of failure as something that happens, you know, like one thing that I actually enjoy, have enjoyed with um, COVID is my son is, is into modeling. So he mm. likes to model with modeling clay. He makes like little figurines. Right. And he's been getting better and better and better and better, obviously, because he's practicing a lot. And one time he failed and he was like super angry. And I said, okay, let me see if I can help you. And I felt worse. Like I, first of all, I hate the smell. I hate it. I don't like the, the sensation. The texture, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he was like, yours is not very good. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And he's like, you want to do it again? No, not really. So he's like, yeah, you fail. Halas. You can try again because you really want to, or you can be like, well, this is not my thing. Okay, move on. You know, and opening up about our mistakes with our children is so beautiful. Like I said to him all the time, like, Sometimes he hears me swearing and he comes in, what's happening? And like, I'm a stupid program is winning. And I like, I'm, I'm designing my, something in my website and it crashed or I cannot do it. Or I, I, I miss one thing and I fuck everything up. Ah, and he's like, you're frustrated. And I'm like, yeah, it's normal. We get frustrated, you know, like, or I make a recipe and I, I mess it up. Yes. And we survive and the world keeps to, turning, you know, is, is, is this halas with, with the, like the, the, the outcome is meaningless. Sure. The outcome is meaningless. Are you enjoying it? Yes. Are you living through it? Because the outcome for all of humans is death. Yeah. It's going to be in 10 years, 20 years, 100 years. That is the final outcome. So are you really living through it with your eyes open? You know, that, that to me is the thing. I, well, mic drop. So I'm not going to say anything after that. <laughs> I guess this is where we could uh, wrap up this amazing, I, I, I can't wait for everyone to hear this episode and I can't wait for everyone to switch around the conversations within themselves and with, with those that they love so they can empower them and others. You know, my, my tagline now is empowered you empowers others. And that is exactly it. That is just a representation of it. 100%. Thank you, love. Thank you. And I, so it was another amazing extension to our conversation and um, I'll catch you next time. Until then, Empowered You empowers others. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to the Empowered to Grow podcast. For further engagement with a tribe of empowered women, join my Facebook group, Empowered to Grow, or visit my website, www.hananelbasha.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, know that empowered you empowers others. Love, abundance, and prosperity to you all.